My goal is to help you speak English fluently. But in order for you to speak English fluently, there are 10 techniques that you must know and understand. In today's lesson, I am going to teach you each of these techniques. Are you ready? Well then, I'm teacher Tiffany. Let's jump right in. The very first technique is you need to set specific language learning goals. Listen, we're talking about techniques that you must master in order to speak English fluently. The very first one is you have to set specific, not vague, not general, but specific language learning goals. Why? The reason is because setting clear and achievable goals will do what? will help you. Yes. My friend, you stay focused and motivated, ultimately improving your fluency. You have to know exactly what your goal is, not a vague goal, but a specific language learning goal. This is technique number one technique. Number two technique. Number two is just as important technique. Number two, you need to practice speaking aloud. That's right. Practice speaking aloud, not quietly, not just in your mind. You have to speak aloud. I know it gets challenging. I know it's not comfortable, but in order for you to achieve fluency, you have to apply this technique. Start speaking out loud. Why? Here's the reason regularly speaking aloud will help you become more comfortable with pronunciation and intonation enhancing your overall fluency. I know that sometimes you feel a little bit awkward, a little weird, a little nervous when you speak English, right? Ooh, was my pronunciation right? Ooh, did I say that correctly? Even though you might be nervous, don't hold back. Start speaking aloud even more. We're trying to help you speak English fluently. Technique number two, speak aloud. Technique number three is also extremely important. Technique number three, record and listen to your own voice. I have said this to you multiple times. If you've been following me for a while, I've emphasized the importance of recording yourself, whether it be a video or a voice recording. It's very important for you to record yourself and listen why you might be asking Tiff, why do I need to record and listen to myself? Here's the reason recording and listening. I'll say it again, recording and listening to your own voice will allow you to identify areas that you need to work on. This will aid in self-correction and improvement. A few lessons ago, I mentioned this. So I want to emphasize it again. You need to assess yourself. 
You need to see how far you've come and also what things you need to tweak, to change, to fix in order to move forward along your English journey to fluency. Technique number three, record and listen to your own voice. What about technique number four? Another important one. Technique number four, focus on specific areas of weakness. A few lessons ago, I mentioned focusing on one skill at a time. Now I'm giving you another technique. Focus on your weakness. Wait a minute, Tiffany. I thought you didn't want me to focus on my mistakes in this situation. In order to improve your English fluency, you have to know what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. If your weakness is vocabulary, start practicing using more vocabulary. Notice I didn't say start memorizing more vocabulary. I said, start practicing using more vocabulary, figure out what your weakness is and then fix it. Make your weakness, your strength. Why identifying and targeting specific areas of weakness, such as pronunciation or vocabulary will help you improve your overall fluency more efficiently. This is what's going to happen. Your weaknesses right now cause you to feel nervous. If I were to ask you, Hey, what's your name? Immediately you'd respond. If I were to ask you, Hey, what's your favorite food? Immediately you'd respond. You have confidence in your ability to answer that question. But what if I asked you about your weakness? What if I asked you something that was connected to your weakness, maybe pronunciation, maybe, maybe speaking about a certain topic, all of a sudden you wouldn't be as confident. I don't want you to experience that anymore. Instead you, yes, you take control, take control of your English journey, recognize what your weaknesses are and make them your strengths. I believe in you. Now believe in yourself again, technique number four, focus on specific areas of weakness and make them your strengths. Technique number five, another important one, practice reading out loud. You've heard me say this before and I'll say it again, practice reading out loud. I've had so many students in the past that have told me, come to my classes, been a student of mine when I was in Korea, Tiffany, my reading comprehension is great, but my speaking is not good. If you, instead of just getting a book and reading it, don't read silently. Instead, read out loud. Not only will you be improving your comprehension, your understanding of patterns, your understanding of context, you'll also be improving your fluency. Your tongue will get the practice it needs. Practice reading out loud. Why? Reading aloud will help you improve your pronunciation, your rhythm, your pace, and in the end, it will contribute to clearer and more fluent speech. I want you to speak English fluently. So you must have this technique practice 
speaking and reading out loud. Shake your head if you'll do it. Come on. Yeah. Let's move on to number six technique. Number six, another technique you must start following and putting into practice. Now practice summarizing again. I've said it before and I'll say it again. You have to practice summarizing. I want to get a little bit more specific this time though. Summarize your ideas and also the ideas of others found in articles. I'll say it again. Practice summarizing your own ideas, your own opinions on things, and also practice summarizing articles. Read an article in English about whatever topic you're interested in. Maybe the article is a full page. Summarize it in 60 seconds. Maybe the article is half a page. Summarize it in 15 seconds. Practice summarizing. Why? Regularly summarizing articles, books, or movies in English will help you develop the ability to express ideas concisely and improve your overall fluency. Trust me. I've said it before. Summarizing is one of the keys to helping you finally experience fluency in English practice summarizing number seven, another important one. Number seven, engage in role plays. I like this one. Engage in role plays. I did this a lot when I was in South Korea with my students role playing, figuring out a scenario, figuring out a situation, different characters and act, act like the boss in a work environment, act like the individual going to buy something from the store, create these scenarios and create these scripts in English and practice role-playing. Why? Why is it important for you to practice role-playing in order to speak English fluently? Here's the reason participating in role plays will allow you to practice real life scenarios, real life scenarios, which will inevitably improve your ability to communicate effectively and fluently when real life scenarios become reality for you. You've been practicing these scenarios. So when you go to the store, you'll just go back to the role play you practiced with your friends or your English partners. Technique number seven, engage in role plays. Technique number eight, it's important for you to keep a journal, keep a language learning journal. You need to chart your progress. You need to jot down your thoughts, write down your notes in English. What did you do today? What was challenging? What's your weakness today? How can you make it a strength? You need to have these things written down as you go along your English journey to speak English fluently. Why? Here's why. Maintaining a language learning journal will help you reflect on your progress, identify areas for improvement and track your language development. Three things. Number one, 
reflect on your progress. Wow. I am improving. Wow. I've learned a lot. Number two, identify areas of improvement. Ooh, I can, I, I need to work on this part. This is easy, but this over here is a little bit challenging. And number three, track your language development. This is why it's so important for you to keep a language learning journal. Make sense? All right. Number nine, technique number nine. It's important for you to incorporate English into your daily activities. Whatever you're doing throughout your day, you need to start describing it in English. Start talking to yourself. You can start low <laughs> so people don't think you're crazy, but start incorporating English into your daily activities as you're cooking. Okay. Today I'm making my family this start speaking to yourself in English. Describe your day. If you're online, try to engage in conversations in English, incorporate English into your daily activities. Why? Because integrating English into your daily activities, such as listening to English podcasts while commuting or driving to work, reading English recipes instead of recipes in your own language or watching English tutorials, try to include English in as many of your daily activities as possible. And technique number 10, in order to get you to your goal of speaking English fluently, seek opportunities for real life practice. I was in New York, true story with a friend of mine and we were at a uh, B and H photo looking for some camera equipment. And someone behind me said, teacher Tiffany. And I turned and maybe he's watching right now. Hey. And he said, hi, I, I, I watch you on YouTube and I just want to thank you so much. And he proceeded to thank me profusely for my English lessons and saying that his English has improved a lot. Why am I bringing this man up? because he didn't have to stop me. He was nervous, but he decided to be confident, to have courage and to reach out and speak English. This is what you need to do. You need to find opportunities for real life practice. Don't be shy. Ask the question in English, speak to someone in English. Don't hold back. Why is this so important? actively seeking opportunities, even online to use English, such as participating in English speaking clubs or volunteering as an English tutor. These things will provide practical experience in natural language use and enhance your fluency. They will also help you stop being nervous. It's very important for you to try to use English in real life as much as possible. English fluency is attainable. You can and will achieve this goal, but you must apply each of these 10 techniques. Now I hope this lesson helped you. I hope these techniques help take your English to the next level. Don't forget. I have a newsletter where I want to give you even more tips and techniques. Go to speak English with Tiffany.com forward slash newsletter, free email three times a week, and I'll be in your inbox as your English teacher. 
thank you so much for watching this lesson. I hope it helped you and I'll talk to you in the next one. You still there? You know what time it is. It's story time. Hey, I said it's story time. <laughs> All right. So for this story, it's short, but it is something that I'll never forget. So my mom, she was a respiratory therapist. She's retired, but she was a respiratory therapist. And she used to work with a West Indian lady. This West Indian lady was also a respiratory therapist, but on the side, she had a restaurant. She was an amazing cook. Unfortunately, she has since passed away, but she was an amazing cook. And she used to make roti. Mercy! Her roti was absolutely amazing. Finger licking. I would be licking my fingers. That's how good her roti was. Cabbage, potatoes, chickpeas, all inside of the roti skin. Amazing. But there was one thing, one general rule that you had to remember whenever you went to her restaurant. Whatever was on the menu is what you got. No deviations, no changes, no extras. Get what's on the menu. I knew this. But one day I went to the restaurant and I wanted to order a roti, a vegetarian roti. But something had happened where I needed something taken out. I don't know if I was sick at the time or for some reason I wanted to ask for something to be taken out. So I placed my order and listen, they didn't really give eye contact. They were just very blunt, nice, but blunt. What do you want? Okay. $10. Give me your card. Very blunt, very straightforward. So I gave my car, but I said, oh, I wanted to know if it was possible. Ah, 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 ah. No, 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 no. We don't do any changes. I couldn't even get out my request. Normally that would have been seen as rude. Normally a person would leave an establishment if the owner was that rude, but the food was too good. <laughs> Her food was too good. And I knew they weren't trying to be rude. It was just how they, it was just their personality, how they were. So I said, no problem. I'll take what you give me. And I gave my card and I went home and I took out the thing myself. Why? Because the food was just too good. I didn't want to miss out on it. Maybe you've experienced this. Maybe you've been in a situation where the food was just so good. You didn't mind if the person was rude. If so, let us know in the comment section. If you're watching this video, I hope you enjoyed this story and I'll talk to you in the next lesson.